Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful friends. How are you? Happy spring. I'm in Colorado, and this time of year, we always get a lot of wind in the part of the state that I live in, and today is one of those days. It's a windy day, but otherwise, it's quite nice out. Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the mistakes that I've made and also that I see so many other women make when it comes to our relationships with food and changing our relationships with food. And these six mistakes definitely contribute to keeping us stuck in the exhausting and chronic pattern of overeating and then restricting food or dieting over and over again. And if you've tried several times to break free from an overeating habit, but you always fall back into feeling a bit out of control with food, it is very likely that at least one of these mistakes has sabotaged you. So let's go through them and see if any of these apply to you. And they're not in any sort of order of importance or degree of relevance, just so you're aware of that. The first mistake is not being emotionally connected to your own reason for wanting to change your relationship with food, meaning not having your own unique and what I would call powerful why for change or a compelling enough reason for change that keeps you inspired as you practice a new way of being with food. So this can look like deciding to change how you eat because you feel like you have to lose weight for some reason. So for example, it could look like deciding to change how you eat because a doctor told you to lose weight, for example, or deciding to change how you eat and lose weight because you felt like your body wasn't good enough or because at some moment in time, someone made a comment that made you perhaps feel unattractive. And so then you decided to change how you eat to lose weight, to feel better about yourself and so forth. So basically mistake number one is your primary reason and motivation for change and for changing your eating is to lose weight because you perhaps feel bad about your body or appearance or because someone you perceive as an expert or authority told you to lose weight. And this is a problem because the reason for change is not truly yours. It's not truly meaningful or inspiring for you. It's not coming from your heart and your soul. And instead, the desire for change with your eating is coming from a place of fear, such as a fear of not being good enough in some way or a fear of not doing what 
the perceived expert or authority suggested, or fear that your body is not attractive, and then maybe with that, a fear of perceived consequences, such as in a relationship or in dating. And so, you start your journey of change from a place of disempowerment. But if we want to create a true change and make it last, we always have to start that process from a place of feeling empowered and inspired from within us. And in order for real change to happen with your eating, your desire for change must come from a place of your own truth. And it must come from a place of feeling joyful about it and feeling loving towards it from that place inside of you and not from a feeling of fear around something or a feeling of lack or of not being good enough. So you have to want to change your eating because you've found a deeper inner reason to value yourself and to value living your best life. And you believe that changing your relationship with food will help facilitate that. And so you want to give yourself that. That's the place that the change has to, the decision for change has to come from and the desire and motivation for change. And um, in my book, It's Just Food, I do lay out a process to help you connect to a real, true, powerful reason for change so that you can always tap into that reason. It's called this uh, seven levels deep, creating your powerful why for change. And when you do that, when you can really connect to that powerful reason for change and and um, have that with you at all times in your mind and in your heart, it makes it so much easier to stay committed to doing the work to change. The second mistake is living in feelings of shame or guilt or regret or frustration around your eating behavior. And meaning these types of feelings are your default feelings about your eating. And if these are the constant feelings you have about your eating, what happens is When we embody such negative feelings about eating behavior, we're not able to create new results. And this is because negative feelings like these always lead to unhelpful or unproductive actions and behaviors. And those unhelpful actions and behaviors that occur from these feelings always lead to more results that you don't like. And so we can easily get stuck in this loop of, feeling bad about our eating, and then doing unhelpful things because we feel bad about our eating, and then we create negative results and outcomes because of those actions that then continue to keep us feeling bad about our eating. And this could look like having a food binge at night, for example, and then feeling really guilty or regretful for it, and then that regret leads you to not eating anything the next day because you feel like you have to make up for the binge by restricting, but then what ends up happening is you overeat again the next night because you're feeling starved and also deprived from not eating all day, as one example. So instead, what we need to do 
anytime we overeat is not to judge ourselves. At least practice not judging ourselves. We have to let it go and not try to feel and try and try not to feel emotional about it because those regretful or guilty feelings or even shameful feelings don't allow us to make good eating decisions for ourselves at that next opportunity. And we want to make our eating decisions from a place of peace and neutrality and a general inner well-being to make powerful eating decisions. So we also then don't want to make up for overeating by restricting food from feelings of guilt, regret, shame, or frustration. So we want you to try to not feel, like let go of those feelings. If you feel them, it's okay, but to decide I'm gonna let this go, I'm gonna allow myself to accept it and feel neutral about it And with that, also not do behaviors of restricting (laughs) compensate. What's the word? Um, Compensating behaviors. So does you know what I'm saying? So um, because of that, that frustration that we're feeling. So those are the two things that we want to move away from. Because by doing that we also move away from the overeating pattern that's attached to them. Whereas if we stay in that pattern of feeling really bad about the eating behavior, and then because of those bad feelings, restricting and dieting, so to speak, from it, then sooner or later, those feelings and that restricting just lead into more overeating again and again and again. So instead, we want to look at our overeating episodes objectively and we need to try to understand why that event happened. Or if it's multiple events, like if you overeat several days a week or have a binge several days a week, each time it happens, this is the practice of letting it go, working on feeling neutral about it and being objectively trying to understand why it happened. So such as what were the thoughts and feelings that drove you into that binge at that time? And once you know what those thoughts and feelings are, then how can you work with them or how can you shift those thoughts and feelings so that they don't keep creating a binge? We always wanna get to the root of the issue causing the overeating episode. And the root cause is always going to start somewhere in your mind and it's going to relate to certain thoughts and feelings you're having either before it happens or sometime during the day before it happened. The third mistake is impatience. And this can look like making poor eating choices because you feel impatient for results with your weight loss. And you feel like weight loss is just not happening fast enough And then with that, you have these, oh, who cares moments of thoughts that sound like, well, this isn't working anyway, so I might as well just eat what I want, and who cares? And often what happens is there's this feeling also of deprivation because you've probably been restricting certain types of foods or amounts of food, and so those are the foods you overeat in large quantities when you're in that who cares mentality. So instead, what we need to do is first have patience with yourself because if you truly want lasting weight loss and a lasting change, 
It should be slow. It should require patience. If you want lasting weight loss, it can't be, you know, one of those crash diet things of losing 10 pounds in two weeks, right? And I want to offer the idea that you can lose weight fast or you can lose it forever. And to lose it forever, it has to be slower because there's biological reasons for this and also permanent weight loss requires a mindset change and changing in your thinking. And this can take time to embody that new way of thinking about food, new way of thinking about yourself, new way of thinking about your body, all the things that are required in terms of new ways of thinking to really create um, permanent and lasting change with your eating and your weight. Uh, And that just takes time to make those internal shifts as well as um, the external shifts in behavior. And the other thing is long-term change in results requires that consistency of doing just one little baby step at a time and mastering baby steps and then moving on to the next baby step. And this means you really always have to uh, see it as working, that you are always making progress and that you're always on track. Even if you have a bad day of eating, you are still on track when you are making a permanent change. You you really have to understand that when you're making um, a lasting change, when you're doing that work, that there is no track that you can fall off of. You, You can't get off track. And if you can understand that, that there's no track to fall off of, you don't have the inclination to succumb to those who, the, the who cares mentality. You don't have that likelihood as much to fall into that trap of who cares, you know, and then if you're not in that mentality, you're not going to overeat from that way of thinking anymore. The fourth mistake is thinking, another thinking mistake, I'll start over tomorrow. And this relates to the last one because thinking you'll start over tomorrow also implies that you're on a track or on a diet. And if you are starting over tomorrow, it implies that you can go off the diet or go off the track. And so this is, once again, a mindset that keeps us stuck in the cycle of overeating and restricting and overeating and restricting again and again. And you're off and you're on and you're off and you're on. And when we're on and then off over and over again, it's just being stuck, spinning in that loop and no forward progress is actually made. And that thought, I'll start over tomorrow, is one of the key thoughts and a key mistake that keeps us spinning in the loop. So again, the thing to do instead is to understand that you can't start over tomorrow if you are choosing lasting change and lasting results such as weight loss. And even if you have a bad day of eating, you have to see it as still being on the path and you're always going forward. You cannot see it as going back to square one because you never are. You're never going back to square one because you always learn from your overeating episodes. That's essential in creating permanent changes. You have to learn from everything that happens and understand why it happened. You have to gather that data and learn, okay, I see what's happening, I'm understanding what's happening, and I'm understanding 
my thinking processes around it that are leading into the behavior and all those kinds of things. And then you gather that information by learning from it, assessing it, and use that to your advantage then the next day, the next opportunity, whenever it is, in order to make small little improvements as you go. And then another point I want to make is that it's also important to never deprive yourself of the foods you love because when you don't feel deprived, you also don't feel like you're starting a diet. And if you don't feel like you're starting a diet or starting the restriction again, then you don't have thoughts like, well, I better eat a bunch of this today because tomorrow I'm starting over. So those are all ways to help alleviate that start over mentality. The the fifth mistake is all or nothing thinking. And this is the mindset of if I can't do it perfect, then I won't do it at all. And this is so incredibly problematic for changing eating habits and your relationship with food because if you make a choice that you perceive as wrong, such as let's say you choose to eat a cookie when you said you were not going to eat any cookies, then that perfectionism will lead to another cookie, then another cookie, then another. Because in your all or nothing thinking, if your eating is not perfect, well, then you might as well not try at all and you might as well just eat everything. But when changing eating habits and how you relate to food, you cannot have like these perfectionist tendencies. You can't have perfectionism like that because part of changing habits is doing things imperfectly. And here's what I mean. If you're breaking an overeating habit and creating a lasting change for yourself in that way, you have to expect there's going to be some overeating happening for a while as you unlearn the habit. And the key to habit change is micro improvements, not big drastic changes. It happens through small little improvements at a time. And if you have all or nothing thinking or this perfectionist way of being, you're not able to do the practice that is required to create the new skill of being a normal, balanced, healthy eater. So to become that healthy, balanced eater, you have to gain a a new skill. And to gain that skill, you have to practice. And part of practicing is also failing. And anytime we are learning to do something new, such as learning how to eat in a new way, we have to practice and then fail. And then we learn from that failure and apply what we learned and then practice some more. And as we commit to this over and over, we improve one little bit at a time. And as we're doing that, we also are embodying and really having that new skill. And so it is this process of practicing, failing, learning, improving. Practicing, failing, learning, improving. And the way that you learn and improve is by letting go of that all or nothing thinking and allowing yourself by letting go of that perfectionism and all or nothing thinking, allow yourself to what I call gather the data or look at you know, more deeply at what's happening, understanding how it's unfolding, understanding the thinking processes that are playing into 
the overeating and, you know, things like diet mentality and whatnot that I've talked about on past episodes. It's it's all playing into it, but that's part of the data gathering, understanding not only the how the behavior's unfolding, but also the psychology that's driving it, the way of thinking, the thoughts and beliefs too. And that's how you create a true and lasting change is by working on all those aspects. But once again, that all or nothing thinking has to go in order for any of that to happen. And finally, the sixth mistake is not working on changing your self-concept. And your self-concept is your thoughts and beliefs that you have about yourself. And not working on changing this is a mistake because it keeps us stuck in the overeating and dieting cycle simply because what we believe about ourselves and how we see ourselves and what we would call self-identity, that is what drives and creates everything else that we do and have. So if, for example, you believe yourself to be someone that overeats and you see yourself as someone who struggles with their eating and body, And if you have that as an identity and that is how you always think about yourself and what you believe to be true about yourself, then what happens is you will keep living out that self-concept through your actions and behaviors. And then you will keep creating outcomes and results that match those behaviors and actions and also that self-concept and it just keeps reinforcing it which means you you will keep eating in ways and relating to food in ways that make you feel like you're struggling with food and weight and that continue to provide you such evidence in your life. So it's super important to work on changing our self-concept and our beliefs about ourselves because we may work hard through our actions to stop overeating or to lose weight, but if our subconscious, um, in our subconscious, we have this identity and a belief system about ourselves of being someone who struggles with food, then the actions and efforts and the hard work really can never produce long-term results. So it's not just about behavior. It's not just about action. It's so much about belief and self-concept and how you see yourself in the world and what you believe about yourself. This is like the deeper work that's really essential for lasting change. And if we don't do this work, we will always revert back to the concept or identity of ourselves that we hold in our subconscious currently. And we will always revert back to how we see ourselves currently and what we believe about ourselves currently. So there has to be a shift in that, in in the internal, in in the mind. So the solution then is to to deliberately choose a new self-concept, a new way of thinking about yourself to choose a new identity for yourself, and then to practice that new self-concept and new way of thinking in your mind by thinking new thoughts, by practicing new beliefs about yourself, and then also practicing with that new small behaviors that match your new chosen self-concept. So for example, you could decide to release an old self-concept of the overeating dieter. And you can stop telling yourself that that's who you are and stop telling yourself you're someone who struggles with food and instead begin to practice a new self-concept of, okay, I am now claiming the identity of 
I'm a woman who's a normal, healthy eater. I'm a woman who truly nourishes myself. Um, I'm a woman who has peace with food. I'm a woman who knows how to take great care of herself through her eating and through food. So you get to choose any new self-concept that you want, that you desire to have. And then from that place, you get clear on how she would relate to food, how she would think about food. You get clear on what she would believe about herself. And then you practice being like her until you become her. And there is definitely a process and a practice to this. And of course, it's too comprehensive to talk about on this episode. But if you are interested in step-by-step how to do that, I lay it out in my book, It's Just Food, that you can find on Amazon. And there's a link in the notes if you're interested. But that is the sixth mistake, trying to change actions and behaviors without also working on changing your self-concept and how you see yourself and what you believe about yourself. And this identity work is actually some of the most powerful and most important work that we can do to create real transformation and lasting change with our eating. And so that is why I always emphasize it in my course and in all my teachings. And that is it for today, my friends. I hope this episode was helpful and perhaps gave you some insight into what is going on in your own relationship with food and also maybe some points of intervention to help you change it. Until next time, much love. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy and more feelings of joy and confidence in your body? If so, I have a comprehensive self-study course called Food Freedom Body Bliss where you can learn step-by-step how to create just that. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com forward slash FFBB to learn more.